Hello, hello, sejam muito bem-vindos or welcome to Also Ritmo, meaning At Your Rhythm, where we learn Brazilian Portuguese through music. My name's Elise, and yes, the rumors are true, I have been gone for several months. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but actually last fall, um, you know, I'm a student, so Also Ritmo was one of the things I could take off my plate to have like a less stressful semester, even though I didn't want to. So that's why I kind of dropped off and we had this hiatus. However, I promised 15 full episodes, so the least that I could do is finish the season. And yeah, thank you so much for being here today. And whether you're, you know, learning your first hola or chatting away like a native, I'm sure that you're going to find something here to enjoy. So today I actually have a song for all of you, which I've known about for a long time. Uh, a dear friend of mine actually recommended it to me a while ago. And I think it contains like a beautiful kind of whimsical story, you know, dinosaurs in space and stuff like that. It's called Fittingly Dinosaurus by the Dingo Bells. So they're an indie band from the Porto Alegre region of Rio Grande do Sul. And I've got to admit, I haven't listened to a whole lot of their stuff, but I do know that I really love this one. Um, also, something I've wanted to do is give little factoids about the region where, you know, I introduce it to you guys a little bit more. So I guess I'll start with that today. So the place they're from, Rio Grande do Sul, is, it's a well-known fact that Brazil contains a lot of immigrants and, you know, also the descendants of those immigrants. So Rio Grande do Sul is actually composed of 85% white people, which is a very stark contrast to the other regions where the majority are actually mixed. So these descendants came from Germany, Italy, and a lot of other regions, of course, Portugal as well. Um, but yeah. Anyway, sorry for such a long intro, but I feel like, you know, we had such a long hiatus as well. And, you know, the, the logistics, the culture, and the demographics of the country are just as important as the language, no? So then let's just get into it. Y'all know how this goes. First, I'll go through and give you a translation of the lyrics, pointing out vocabulary and expressions along the way. Then giving a few grammar explanations of concepts we see explained in the song. And finally, give you some pronunciation tips so you can sing along with no shame at all. Okay then, vamos lá. Hoje eu me sinto, today I feel, como de certo se sentiram os dinossauros. Surely how the dinosaurs felt. So right here, the de certo is actually two words. A mistake that even a lot of Brazilians common make, commonly make is that they make it one word, so like de certo, but it's de certo, means surely. Quando de longe lá no alto avistaram, when from afar they spotted above, iluminado no espaço sideral, illuminated in outer space. So, espaço sideral means outer space. Vinha de cima, it came from above, sobrevoando pelas ruas e telhados, flying above the streets and roofs, e parecia dar aquilo que esperavam, and it seemed to turn out as expected. Bem no início da história ocidental. Right at the beginning of Western history. So when they say bem no início, we recognize the bem to mean well, literally. But in English right here, it kind of translates to something like right at the beginning. Bem no início, or at the very beginning. Because you see, you know, people say sometimes like, for example, Você é bem lindo. You're very cute. Which you are. So, this is very useful to know how to use bem in more than just one way. E talvez a sua imaginação. Maybe it's your imagination. Esteja tão limitada por problemas reais. It may be too limited by real problems. Okay, then we move on to the first chorus. 
Hoje eu me sinto, today I feel, como de certo se sentiram os astronautas. Surely how the astronauts felt. Quando souberam que de frente para a lua, when they knew in front of the moon, não voltariam para o Cabo Canaveral. They wouldn't return to Cape Canaveral. So, voltar is to come back or to return. And right here they're saying they would not return. Não voltariam. And if you're Floridian like me, you know what Cape Canaveral is. It's like a... Actually, I don't know if other people know about that in the States, but it's basically like a launching station in the state of Florida. little representation there. Um, okay, moving on. Sobrevoavam. They flew above. Observando os telhados lá de cima. Observing the roofs from up above. E prometiam para todos que esperavam. And they promised to everyone waiting. Alguma foto da notícia no jornal. So, jornal, it looks like it means journal, but it actually means newspaper. So, this line means some photo from the newspaper. E talvez a sua imaginação. Maybe it's your imagination. Esteja tão limitada por problemas reais. It may be too limited by real problems. Hoje eu extinto. Today I go extinct. So the problem here is that it's actually incorrect. This is not like standard Portuguese. This should be extingo instead of extinto because extinto means extinct. It doesn't mean to go extinct. So yeah, even I, I asked my Brazilian friends. I was like, this doesn't make sense, right? And they said it does not make sense. Já nem me lembro como era no começo. I don't even remember how it was at the beginning. Quando sabia tudo o que me esperava, when I knew about all that was waiting for me, e acreditava ser alguém especial, and I thought I was someone special. E parecia que aquela vida era mais uma viagem, and it seemed that that life was just another journey. So mais uma, or mais um, means another. It literally means more one, but we translate it to mean like yet another or another. Se algum momento fomos todos dinossauros. If at some moment we were all dinosaurs. Hoje restamos só poeira espacial. Today we remain as just space dust. E talvez a sua imaginação. Maybe it's your imagination. Esteja tão limitada por problemas reais. It may be too limited by real problems. So I hope that that was clear enough. And actually, you know, there was some great examples of how even native speakers, native Brazilian Portuguese speakers, you know, they make mistakes. Actually, it's kind of like a style of Brazilian Portuguese that they make, you know, they kind of invert everything and make mistakes. You know, we do the same thing in English. Like, you know, we turn going to into gonna or things like that, you know. Okay then, so let's move on to some grammar. I have just two tips today, but they're kind of, you know, extensive, so I didn't want to overload you guys. Um, so the first thing we're going to look at is a reflexive verb. So if you don't know what a reflexive verb is, it is, for example, se sentir. So this means to feel. And we see it in, you know, the beginning lines when he says, hoje eu me sinto. Eu me sinto it is conjugated for, you know, eu, which is I. Um, so, you know, this is not just a piece of vocabulary, but it can actually introduce something called the reflexive verb. So in English, some examples of reflexive verbs are to love oneself, to talk to oneself, to protect oneself, etc. So in Portuguese, this kind of verb is actually backwards. So the oneself goes at the beginning. Um, you say oneself feel, 
So that's another thing that this is a verb that isn't reflexive in English, but it is reflexive in Portuguese. So you feel yourself or he feels himself sad, for example. Um, so anyways, let's look into some more examples of reflexive verbs in action. Eu vou me esforçar para aprender o português. I'm going to push myself to learn Portuguese. But literally it means I'm going to myself push to learn Portuguese. So everything's kind of backwards with these kind of verbs. Você precisa se proteger. You need to protect yourself. But literally it says you need to yourself protect. And lastly, ele não se lembra. He doesn't remember. So this is actually another example of reflexive verbs that translate into English as non-reflexive verbs, like to remember. Um, so we say in Portuguese, he doesn't himself remember. Actually, though, if you've read a couple of you know Shakespeare pieces or if you know anything about older English or Middle English, we actually used to say, I have remembered me. So it, it used to be a reflexive verb in English, but not anymore. That kind of changed over the years, over the centuries. So little interesting factoid about our language. And moving on. So now we're going to talk about the imperfect. So the imperfect tense is used quite a lot in this song. Um, so the imperfect is kind of similar to the past continuous in English. It's like I was doing or he was running. It's, you know, it's distinct from the regular past because it's not talking about a completed action. It can be used for a repeated action in the past, background information, etc. Um, so there's actually a sentence in here that is chock full of imperfect verbs. So, quando sabia tudo o que me esperava. When I knew about everything that was waiting for me. So, both verbs sabia and esperava are in the imperfect because there's not, you know, any, like, one swift actions happening in this sentence, you know? Um, but the endings actually sound different, ia and ava, because one is an er verb and the other is an ar verb. So, the verb I knew is in the imperfect because he's describing, like, a general state of knowing. It's not... In the simple past, because it's not like, you know, he knew it all of a sudden. It wasn't just one swift action. It actually just provides background, basically. So this is a really useful tense to know for storytelling. If you see verbs ending in ia or ava, they're likely in this tense. Um, so this time I'll give you some examples and then let you try one at the end. Estava chovendo quando eu me dei conta que não tinha um guarda-chuva comigo. It was raining when I realized that I didn't have an umbrella with me. So we see, estava chovendo. It was raining. Eu não tinha um guarda-chuva comigo. I didn't have an umbrella with me. So you see that these these verbs are not describing an action, really. It's kind of just like background or like I didn't have it with me, you know? Like background, general state of being. Okay, moving on. Foi tão fácil que até uma criança podia fazer. It was so easy that even a kid could do it. So the first part, foi tão fácil, that is in the simple past. It was so easy que até uma criança podia fazer, that even a kid could do it. So it's not saying like one kid specifically had this action and did it. It's just that, you know, any kid in general could do it. Uma criança podia fazer. And so for this last one, how would you say we went to Rio Claro every summer? I'll give you a second because, you know, we're using the verb ir here, which means to go. 
Okay, so it would be a gente ia pro Rio Claro cada verão. A gente ia pro Rio Claro cada verão. We went to Rio Claro every summer, cada verão. So I hope that I introduced you guys to some new concepts. Once again, you know, this podcast isn't for me to explain everything and talk about all the possible cases. It's kind of just to introduce the verb or introduce a tense. And then afterwards, you can study it on your own and see how to use it in, you know, other examples. Okay, y'all, so the hard part is over. Let's just look at some pronunciation tips before we go. You know, just like I say, get your Portuguese smooth as butter. So, vamos lá. So this first one is not so much about pronunciation, but more about the use of accents. So I'm sure that you guys know that you've seen diacritical marks in Portuguese, like a little squiggly line above an A, which, you know, gives it a sound, or, you know, sometimes the I will have a little acute accent over it to um, kind of indicate that there's supposed to be a stress here. So in Portuguese, the diacritical marks or the accents actually have two functions. So the first one is for kind of sound or pronunciation. So for example, when he says imaginação, there's two accents in this word, you know, one is the cedilia under the C, which indicates that it's supposed to be pronounced like an S. And then also the tilde over the A, which indicates that it's supposed to be pronounced like very nasally, like oh. Um, so yeah, this is the first use of a diacritical mark, and then there's also um, the use of stress. So when he says, bem no início da história ocidental, he's saying at the beginning of Western history, this word início, it has a stress in the, be in the middle of the word, because, you know, you're supposed to put the most emphasis on the middle syllable, início. So that's something interesting that I noticed because I've studied a couple of different languages and, you know, in Spanish, for example, the accents are mostly used only for stress and in French, they're used just for pronunciation. So I was finding it interesting that Portuguese uses them for both, you know, quite often. And the next one, we've kind of studied this a little bit before, you know, making the vowels flow. So, for example, in the beginning when he says, hoje eu me sinto. You know, it sounds weird to kind of cut the words apart like that. So, for example, if you have an E at the beginning of the word and then the next word starts with an E, you can, you know, blend that perfectly. So when he says, hoje eu me sinto, you can just make a hoje eu me sinto. And that's actually how he says it in the song because, you know, it has to be musical and Portuguese is a very musical language and everything kind of just flows together. And for a second example, when he says, Quando souberam que de frente para a lua, you don't hear him saying, like, para a lua. It kind of just, you know, merges together. Para a lua. Quando souberam que de frente para a lua. So I think this is easiest to do with vowels, of course. And, you know, there's, there's a million cases you could go through with blending vowels. But generally, you know, Portuguese is very, I like to say that it's very melty. You know, everything kind of just melds together. And I find that really beautiful. So if you can, you know, blend these together and make it sound as smooth as possible, it helps, you know, with your confidence in the language and also makes you sound more native. And last, I wanted to talk about the letter X. So in Portuguese, there's actually five ways to pronounce the letter X, but they kind of depend on context, you know? So, for example, when we see hoje o extinto, or extingo, it kind of, you know, it sounds almost like an SH, like a SH, but it's not as thick. You know, it's kind of a more shallow sound. So, 
eu extinto, eu extingo. So it's kind of like a mix between an S and an SH sound in English. And that's especially important because X is actually a very common letter in Portuguese, you know? Unlike a lot of languages that get rid of it, I think that, um, you know, it's very, very common to see it in words like abacaxi, um, xará, and stuff like that. So it's very, very fluid. So with that, we're going to wrap up this episode of Aosu Hijimo. You know, what I want to be able to do is kind of provide a context along with the lyrics, and that comes with, you know, details about the country and also, you know, all this stuff about its phonetics and the way that the language works so that you can understand the language and enjoy the music on a much deeper level. So if you like this song, if you like this episode, please let me know, drop me a message or a comment on my Instagram at Elise Speaks, that's E-L-Y. S-S-E-S-P-E-A-K-S or my email elisespeaks at gmail.com um, Speaking of email and notifications and stuff like that, I actually have it set up on my Instagram that you can click on the link in my bio and you can leave me your email address in the form at the bottom um, so that you can get notified whenever I drop an episode of Also Hichimo. And yeah, I think that's all that I wanted to say. And of course, if you guys want to send me audios of your questions, you can definitely get included in the podcast if you send them to elisefeeks at gmail.com. Actually, right now I'm working on sort of an online voicemail so that you can leave me voice messages by actually calling. Um, but given that we have so many people from so many different countries listening to the podcast, I think that it's kind of hard to make it work for every country right now. Um, but yeah, as for notifications, that is pretty much it. I'll mention it in the next episode too, in case anybody kind of cut off the episode before I got to this part. Um, yeah, and further, if you'd like to read the online translation into English side by side with the original, I will leave the link to a translation in the description of this episode. Anyways, I hope that you have a great day, I hope that you love this song, and I hope to see you next time with our next song, whatever it is, because I have not decided yet. Um, I'm always open to recommendations. So anyways, make sure you don't miss the next episode. Muito, muito obrigada mesmo por escutar. Thank you so much for listening. E até breve. See you soon. Tchau.